With another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 365, aka Year 8, Week 10, uh, coming at you this week. As always, I am your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with MC and KS. And since this is your regularly scheduled uh, live show we do on Clubhouse, find us there. Uh, the club is the Anarchist Experience, or at me at Riches for Rich, R I C H E S, the number four, R I C H. And then you'll get the little notification when we start the live show, and then you can participate, raise your hand, jump in. Um, I don't, okay, so I open up the club to, like, anybody, and last week we had, like, a couple of pop-in, I'm going to say grifters, right? Like, I don't know what their agenda was, but they popped in, raised their hand, and then before I had a you know chance to hit the button to let them, you know, say their thing, they were gone. So I don't know what their intentions were, why they're there, um... But hopefully that means that, you know, some part of the show is getting out there and other people are actually starting to listen to it. Who knows? Uh, that being said, what are you guys up to this week? Not much. Nice. <laughs> well, we've got uh, the Jonathan Gelbel International Readers Group um, on online every Saturday. That includes people from all over the world. Today it was, it was Sri Lanka and uh, Uganda uh, South Sudan, uh, okay. U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, more details that, uh, if someone wanted to participate in this group. Oh, okay. go, go for it. Oh, just, um, hmm. I guess it's um, posted on Facebook. Does anyone have Facebook still? It seems like uh, <laughs> younger generation is, in this country is not using it, but in other countries it's still a very broadly used thing. Yeah. Well, if it's on Facebook, you know, is it just a Jonathan Gullible group or is there a page or anything? Yeah, there is a page. Jonathan Gullible, uh Readers Group International. Okay. Well, there you go. And that's every Saturday? Yeah. Okay. Find the details on Facebook. Um, the big the big story that came up for me this week, and I, I, I know you said you found some other sources that neither of us have in front of us, KS. Um, I thought it was a big deal when I read the news and I went, I can't believe no one's making a bigger deal out of this. Like, is this, is this being censored by the mainstream media? Like they don't want to talk about this because this, the information seems huge. Uh, and that's Russia tying the ruble to ounces of gold. Like that's now, that's now what's backing uh, Russian rubles sort of. Right, like they, there's there's now a fixed price of rubles to gold, um, and to me, I went, that's a game changer. That's totally a game changer. Um, of course, I had some concerns. You 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 uh, highlighted some of them, KS. But talk to me. Like you saw an article that said it was a big deal. I know we don't have the articles in front of us, but how important is this on the international scene to have? Uh, commodity-based currency back to the forefront. 
Well, okay. You said it's a game changer. In what way would it would it change the game? Um, for rubles, it means that people then might feel confident in it. Frankly, I can't imagine anyone believing anything coming out of Russia. How many months did they say they weren't going to invade Ukraine, and then they did? Um, and uh, they, well, as all governments do, they print up a lot of money to pay for their stuff. And also, right now, um, all the banking activity with Russia has been cut off, so the the, 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 the rule plummeted. They, they needed to do something if they wanted to keep any kind of uh, stability of their currency. And so this seems like a logical thing for them to do, but and they they probably have an abundance of gold to utilize for this. Sure. I don't know how long it could last or whether or not any other country would follow suit in, you know, in this. Um they're expecting all the go- all the payments for petroleum to be made in rubles now instead of dollars, which is now backed by gold, right? So now you can now you can trade oil for uh gold for oil. Right. If you're going to if you want to, if, you know, if you want to get Russian, if you want to get Russian rubles to buy oil, you can do that double conversion, get the get the rubles with gold and then use the rubles for oil. And again, we you know we've we've we have pitched the idea of commodity backed currencies here in libertarian circles online um, for years. Right. And now Russia is the one to do it. Well, not so long ago, a couple of years ago, Venezuela said, well, we're going to have a commodity-based um, uh, peso. It's going to be based on, or, or what do they call it, a bolivars. Um, we're going to have it based on oil. Okay. And it didn't last more than 10 minutes because nobody believed them. Okay. So the the biggest concern, like I'm with you, is how long will Russia do this? And can you actually convert your rubles for gold later? Is that you know, it's a trust thing now. Are they gonna, are they gonna do what the United States did, and confiscate all the gold, or just untie it at some point down the line and screw everyone who's holding it? Right. We've all yes. seen pictures of those silver <laughs> certificates. Yeah, all those fears will come true probably. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I, I think the reason that people in the past a hundred over a hundred years ago um believed that the dollar was redeemable in gold was because it had gone on for hundreds of years um and um so it was they believed their money was gold and that the paper was just a, a temporary substitute for it that you that it was always a promise to redeem it in but frankly now it it the the promise is pretty well shattered i don't i I mean they could try to honor it but i just don't i mean who who trusts anybody in russia right now (laughs) well point taken about the trust but no one else is doing it right and in the interim i guess this is this is the prove to us that you're that you're actually going to do it face right okay you said you're going to tie it to gold and you know, do, do we have to wait a hundred years? Like a hundred years from now. Right. And, and the ruble is still redeemable for gold. Is that finally when we go, okay, they were telling the truth. Like, I don't, you know, 
Well, I haven't seen any any proof that it is redeemable for gold. Well, it's tied to it, so presumably, you know, like what what proof do you need? They announced it. They said this is the fixed gold for ruble price. So presumably, if you want Russian well, gold, if they're not you have selling rubles. any for that price, though, then it's not a real tie. Okay. So you actually have to open it up and say, hey, you've got this many rubles and you want the gold, then you, here it is. Um, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people in Russia right now that would love to take them up on their offer. Be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want the gold. Give me the gold <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm sure that their initial exchange rate um, gives a, a, a tremendous advantage to the government. They'd probably have a very, you know... Um, uh, I mean, they're they're not giving a bargain to to gold hunters. Okay. I, what what people are really want is the petroleum. That's that's why they think the ruble has any value at all because they insist on paying it paying for it in in rubles instead of dollars. Well, that's because their banks can't uh, are shut off from doing anything with the dollars. So it's a it's a it's a sort of a logical thing for them to say. Well, okay, no need to buy petroleum with dollars that we can't do anything when that's a zero value to us so you got to buy it with with rubles yeah and i'm sure that there will be takers because there's a lot of there's an international market for oil at a very high price now um in a short market so i'm sure there will be takers um but my guess is too that if, if i bought oil i would want to immediately turn it around and sell it um in dollars because you'd want to convert it into something that you could have confidence in even on the international market not for okay. but for china and, and india they say okay we'll 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 play your game we'll buy your petroleum with rubles but where are we going to get the rubles we got to scrounge around the international markets who's going to sell us rubles to get the petroleum or you got to cash in some gold yeah okay Okay. Right. Um, so you go to the government, the, the Chinese government, okay, and then you're trading gold for for rubles, petroleum, and yeah, then okay. trading it for oil. Yeah. And it's not a bad deal because nobody needs the gold. You okay. Know, the gold isn't doing anything for their economy. It's just sitting in vaults. Well, because it's not backing anything. It sits in vaults because what what trades for gold? Nothing until now. Maybe potentially. Well, there's a there's a, a market for gold, you know, in the in the, in the broader market, probably yeah. you know. But you just said once you get the petroleum, you convert it back to dollars because people have confidence in the dollar. On the international level, maybe uh, a buyer is okay. is just an intermediary. He's just gonna he's gonna buy it. Um, well. He's going to buy the petroleum so he can resell it to somebody else who's going to pay him in dollars. Okay. But what I, I guess from, from the Russian perspective, what do they care at that point? Right. They've got, they've got, um, whatever value they got from the rubles that, you know, how, whatever conversion had to happen for the rubles to come back. And if people have to convert gold to tie that to rubles to get the petroleum, well then Russia is going to start amassing gold again. Right, like I don't know how much they have currently, but they're going to <laughs> yeah, have but more. To what point? What what's what's the point of having a massive uh, um, vault of gold? Gold's not. I mean, you could hope that the value of the gold will go up. Yeah, okay. In which case, then 
their stocks will will rise with the price of gold? Well, I guess in my mind, the point is that gold is money, right? Silver is money. Paper currency of any country, eh? Money substitute, right? Sure. Was was supposed to be paper redeemable for money, and that hasn't happened. Um, and was it several years ago? I think it was, uh, I'm probably going to get the facts wrong because I'm not a history guy. Uh, but uh, Gaddafi, right, wanted to get off the dollar. And at one point there was some uh, some I- Islamic currency moving to a gold or silver sander and executed, right, like assassinated. Boom. Like, no, 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 you're not going off the dollar mm. for any commodity. Right, like, oh, that's this is interesting, right? Like, if, if countries are going off of the dollar standard and going to commodity based, like those people end up dead. And yet, here's Russia, right, big player, going, okay, we're back on the gold standard, whatever that looks like. Right, I don't, again, I don't have the articles in front of me. Headline is Russia backs, you know, Rus- Russian rubles are now backed by gold or uh, convertible, tied to it, uh, and to. To me, that seems important. I think that I think it's more likely to be perceived as an act of desperation. If okay. they trade petroleum for dollars, they can't do anything with the dollars through the banking system yeah. because the banking system has been cut off to them. So if they get gold, then they can count on a gold market as being something to do, uh, something that you can buy things with. Doesn't that seem important? So, well... Yeah. Doesn't that make them a but player, it, an international player, all of a sudden? Um, like the country's the wealth now back in desperation is, okay. is the bigger factor for them because right. without that, they're dead in the water with their having been shut off. Now, it might be in the future that countries now try to shield themselves from future shocks by... Um, uh, you know, trying to do something to to bolster their defense against um, an economic shutdown. Okay. I also, here's the other thing in my mind. Russia is a pretty big country. Um, and so I'm, I'm not educated enough or knowledgeable enough, and I wasn't at the beginning of this conflict, to know how much of an impact those sanctions actually have. Right. There are many trade routes to get to and from Russia, and there are many um, non-hostile countries still willing to trade with them. Right. Sure. Big ones, China and India. So, but there's an there's an adjustment stage, and there's a cost to the okay uh, to the adjustment. But you're right. They they'll they'll still get what they need. It's going to be um, uh, it'll take a, an adjustment period. And uh, there will be a discount cost for, for this. Okay. But in, in the adjustment period, I mean, in this month, I'd say it was very disruptive. Yeah. Because <laughs> now, now they had to scramble to look for alternatives. Right. And, I'm, and I guess I'm suggesting moving forward, right, if, if, there's going to be, if there's going to be economic sanctions against Russia, uh, there's, oh, man, I'm going to say the term always, I'm going to say there's always going to be someone willing to sell you stuff in exchange for gold, right? Maybe maybe that's the old-time gold bug in me, uh, you know, from about a decade or so ago when that was the big push. Like, commodity-backed money. Um, 
but who's not going to try, you know, who's going to, who's going to turn down Russian gold uh, to get stuff in there if they're paying a premium for it because they've used this period of time um, to stockpile, right. In exchange for their petroleum, right. Or anything else that they, you know, that, that exports out of Russia. But so, so far a lot of, you know, there's the, the strategic gamesmanship that's been going on in the news. A lot of the moves that, uh, Russia, Putin, whatever have made has been intriguing despite the, uh, rationale or the motivation behind it. Even if it is desperation, right? They go, okay, big companies, you know, McDonald's, whomever leaving Russia and they go, okay, well, we'll just, well, no more copyright laws, right? So, so now anyone can open a McDonald's and McDonald's loses that whole market, uh, or whomever, right? Any of the big companies lose that whole market because now you can just bootleg uh, and going to Uncle Vanya. What's that? Uncle Vanya is the big replacement for McDonald's. They actually still have their own Russian version of it. They got golden arches, but it's okay. I you know I I think that the consumer is not going to be um, persuaded by the fact that um, this is now Russia's McDonald's. I mean they know quality and consistency well but presumably the workers there and the managers and any any anybody of import working at the russia mcdonald's right has the secret ingredient list the secret sauce recipe right or knows how to get it maybe not (laughs) you don't think maybe not i don't know yeah maybe they've hired some people that, that were working there but uh the individual stores don't really know. They just they just get they just receive shipments of product and they put them on buns. Okay, I mean if you're talking about like the burger flipper, sure, but you don't think Russia has their own level of management that's responsible for this type of stuff? Like I someone, how much, someone how knows much is ma- how much of the meat that they serve in Russia is produced in Russia. I, I, that I couldn't answer. I have no yeah, idea. So it might it might just be all imports. I don't know. Okay. I, all I'm saying is someone knows the the the, uh, the kernel's secret ingredients, right? The seven herbs and spices. Well, somebody does. But somebody maybe does. Not in Russia. Maybe not. But <laughs> what? But someone knows. Uh, it's possible that someone knows something in Russia, right? They, possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so if that's if that's the case, then yeah, you could you know, like there's there's a website. You know, somewhere out there was like, oh, what's the, what's the secret sauce to the Big Mac? How to make it at home, right? Like, the the taste is close enough where you just yeah, you Google it. Then you, two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickled onions on a sesame seed bun, and boom! All of a sudden, Burger King is back in business in Russia, even if it's not Burger King corporate getting the payment. Even if it was precisely the same uh, product, there's a very, very big value to brand, brand naming. There's a reputation and just a status of the real McDonald's, just like the, the real Marlboro. Or when I was in India, uh, Coca-Cola was banned, and they had their own version called Coca-Cola. Yeah. And everybody was supposed to pretend like that was, you know, their their thing. And, I, I you know, you get used to it and all that too, but as, yeah. soon, as, as soon as Coca-Cola was allowed... Coca-Cola just went out of existence because no one wanted it. It was oh. uh, a uh, not the real thing. 
Okay. As the advertisement goes, it's but, the real. But thing. now you don't have to call it Compacola. You can just call it Coca-Cola because there's no IP protection. Like Coca-Cola leaves. There's a comparable soda on the market called Coca-Cola, right? Coca-Cola comes back in. How do they differentiate their brand? They can't at that point. We're the original. It's stamped on the can. And then the knockoff just puts the black labeling mean, on the two. We're also the original. Like, like Budweiser. Sure. It was the knockoff in the United States, and now it's much, much bigger and more popular than the original Budweiser from Czech Republic. Okay. Like, I believe you, and I guess you're making my point, right? If, it's, if, it's, if the knockoff is good or better, and there's no way for the original to differentiate themselves, right? And, again, Russia goes like, well, if companies leave, there's like a 10-year ban. You can't come back anytime soon. Right then, you've got this ten-year lead period where the knockoff becomes the brand, and then the, you know the brand tries to reintroduce themselves. Like I, I don't know how big the Russian market is, but they wouldn't pull this crap in China, right? There's just too big of a market. No one cares about China invading Taiwan, right? Because the market's too big. Brands aren't going to pull out. Apple's not pulling out of China. Coca-Cola, McDonald's—they're not going to pull out of China. They, I think they think they can get away with it because it's Russia, and I guess the market's not as big. But you go, you go 10 years of being banned from that large of an international marketplace, and you try to reintroduce that brand with no IP protection down the line? Again, I go like, hey, Russia, seem, Russia, Russia seems to be making some moves. Um that perk my ears up when I hear stuff like that. Well, maybe more relevant to the Russian economy is now what what are they going to do about the war? My, my guess is that there have been some shifts in strategy saying, okay, we're going to do more to move our forces to the east and solidify the, those provinces, but we're giving up on taking Kiev. It looks like it's not going to happen. Um, if they... And, and they're sounding more friendly on, on the front of negotiating settlement. Um, those things are probably going to have a, a bigger, longer-term impact than they're trying to adopt McDonald's in within one month. Um, I'm guessing that they will never recover, um, that they will have permanently lost so much economic and uh, political prestige that all of this backtracking they'll never be able to recover from, even if they are able to take over McDonald's uh, in their in their home country. Over what time frame? Because, like, in the grand scheme of things, the fall of the Soviet Union doesn't seem all that long ago. And yet here Russia is as one of the top three superpowers in the world. Only because of their nuclear weaponry. Okay. Well, not only because. I mean, they have... Tremendous amount of petroleum. And um, Germany has given them the strength of their petroleum, just just like Nixon did back in 1972. He put wage and price controls on the U.S. market so that domestic producers couldn't produce oil. It left this big demand in the U.S. for international oil, largely coming from Russia. It, that supported Russia for 10 years until Reagan ended those price controls. Well, Right now, I'd say Germany's desire to get away from nuclear power did the same 
great benefit for Germany. You know, got to got to have that Russian oil, no matter you know, to save the planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and, it, and it's so bizarre too because Germany is shutting down their nu- nukes, and they're being totally reliant on their neighbors for electricity and also for petroleum, which they're trying to get away from, but they're, they're not, they're just importing it. They're just like, Oh, petroleum is so bad that we won't produce any in our country. And it's so (laughs) dumb. It's and and yeah. And and now, so they're what they're going to have to uh, support Russia now. Because well, they have they have to have the petroleum to survive themselves. <laughs> so. Well, even if the U.S. was only at four to eight percent, as we discussed previously on this show for Russian imports of oil, uh, the 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 current administration kind of did the same thing by oh yeah shutting down pipelines and making the United States more reliant on imports. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. the same exact. Uh, I guess I'll call it a leftist strategy as Germany. And okay. it's like it's, and I don't know if it's the 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 same reasoning as as the the woke agenda, you know, like like oil oil is bad, so we won't produce it. Like, but it's still being used. Do they not see that? Like, it's still being imported. Elon Musk runs a Tesla like solar business and said that we need more uh, more production of oil. Of course, yeah. So he kind of gets it. Yeah, on he's this, smart, dude. On, on, well, on this particular issue, not I'm not a, I'm not a I'm, total fan. Yeah, I'm 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 a total fan except for um his his uh one one speech he did about uh, climate change, which okay he he could have uh, researched a little bit more instead of saying his his basically his main talking point is well we don't know what's going to happen if we pump more CO two into the atmosphere. Okay, like, no, we kind of we kind of do. And like, if he would just think about that for a little while, he would. And so, and I think since then he has thought about it and he's like, yeah, uh, carbon in the atmosphere isn't the biggest threat. Okay. So you have, you have Germany, you have the United States, you know, shooting themselves in the foot basically. And then you have Russia again, out of desperation, doesn't seem like a woke uh, administration. Doesn't seem like Russians, the Russian government has a leftist agenda. Seems not, kind yeah, of counter to that. Not the Russians. Rus- the, yeah, the Russians don't have a woke agenda. They, they're, they're the ones producing the oil and selling it because that's the smart thing to do. Right. <laughs> and then back to my original point, um, now converting that to gold. So it's, if you're talking, if you're talking about uh, global strategy, macro strategy, right? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still with Ken on on this one about uh, it's it is just an act of desperation because the, if it, if it wasn't they would have started with that and if if they would have converted uh, to gold before invading um, then they would have been taken more serious. Okay. You know? <laughs> like, I and I again I totally respect that because one of the big concerns I had uh, when thinking about it is like okay number one for how long. Um, because there's already, you know, precedents in the United States of going off of the gold standard, right? Confiscating all the gold from the people. I wouldn't put that past Russia, you know, and their administration from doing either. So it becomes a matter of trust and faith in their ability to redeem it. Uh, but to me, it's not even a redemption thing. It seems it seemed like an accumulation thing, right? All of a sudden, you know, th- through a few extra steps, 
um, they're going to have more gold and they're going to have less petroleum because they're going to sell the gold or excuse me, they're going to sell the petroleum. And the only way for uh, a lot of places to redeem that is going to be with gold through the root, through the ruples, right? You, you don't, you don't have ruples. You have to buy your uh, Russian petroleum and ruples. Uh, so you have to sell your gold to get the ruples to buy the petroleum that you need for your energy needs in your woke leftist country. Sure. Yeah. All right. Again, seem, I think it's a big deal. Um, and again, surpri- surprised. I, again, I, I respect your points. Surprised that it's still not um, a big deal or, like I said, a game changer initially. One other headline before we jump into the actual headlines that came up, and I, I only recently saw this. Um, the, it wasn't even a news article. It was like linked to a piece of legislation. Uh, Hawaii finally lifting some restrictions on cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. No? Hawaii? Yeah. Really? I Okay, news to you as well. We'll skip it. Yeah. There, there was some, there was some piece of legislation in there again that was basically, you know, uh, removing some, removing some restriction or something on cryptocurrency. Okay, uh, a piece of legislation in the legislature is far from making it uh, a law because it, I mean, there are a lot of things they they propose legalizing lotteries, state lotteries, gambling, all things, but they all die. I mean, probably only ten percent of what they propose actually makes it through. Okay, so you. More so that you don't expect it'll go anywhere um, or that, you know, this comes up all the time and it gets shut down. Like, I, I hear what you're saying, but it also seems that for for a state that seemed hell-bent on shutting it down completely, um, having some legislature there presenting it. I, I do recall now, I think uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was mention of some legislation saying that um, that Hawaii was shooting itself in the foot by these restrictions on cryptocurrencies and should allow them. But that's that's like just a comment from somebody that submit, maybe even they even proposed a bill. Okay. But that's a long ways from, from anything actually happening. And, and you're right. I think the resistance is still pretty strong in, in the state by the banks and, and the conservative government to, to accept that. So I'll believe it when I see it, you know, at the end of the legislative session and when the governor signs it, Okay, then we can talk about it. <laughs> All right. And the last thing about Hawaii news, cause again, it's rare for me to keep up. Finally, finally scaling back on the COVID lockdown bullshit nonsense. Yeah. And finally. last week they finally allowed uh, everybody to go to class, um, go to school, go to businesses and all without wearing masks. Wow. I think even rest, restaurants don't even check vaccine cards anymore. What, welcome to the rest of the world. Jesus. And at the same time, I, I mean, I was there for a friend of mine who was quite panicked, wanted to have lunch. And then um, that morning that we were going to have lunch, Thursday morning, the newspaper came out with this big headlines about uh, the uh, variant B2 that is much more uh, contagious than previous ones. And, um, you know, the big headline scared him, and he says, well, this is too early to have lunch together. So another two years maybe he'll come mm-hmm. come around. That's kind of sad. But, that you know, I've, 
as recently as a week or two ago, I I saw someone um, on the on well, the but, road on my way to work, but, still in their car alone, wearing a mask. I was like, yeah, that's <sighs> that's the bigger story. I think not that they ended the mandates, but that still half, uh, you know. Well, I went to, to Sam's Club and, and three quarters of the people were still wearing them. Not the greeter at the door. She wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah. And she was eager to talk about it. Um, but three quarters of the customers inside, even though the ma- the mandate had been lifted and the greeter wasn't masked, still they were all wearing them, which means that society has been so prepared for this panic that it's it's going to be a long time well, I don't know. I th- it tells something about society. They they are fearful, and that's why they're fearful of global warming, of terrorism, of uh, uh, you know whatever you name it. They're they're fearful people. And when I think about you know, I, whenever I read history books, you know about uh, you know people hundreds of years ago, they were much much more uh, willing to take on risks, incredible risks in life because, well, I don't know, because there was calamity all around them and they just got used to it. If I'm going to live at all, I've got to take on these risks. Now people are, are living long lives and they expect to live forever and the, and the world owes them this and they anything out of step is going to jeopardize it. And it seems to me that the, the whole world has a general mentality that's much more risk-averse on everything. They've got insurance for everything, cautions on everything. It's an entirely different civilized civilization psychology. Yeah, I mean that we we had an article several months ago on this thing that was basically the insurance companies saying that people people need to let their kids take more risks, otherwise, you know, they won't grow up to be to be a very good uh, human being or society because they're just they're like this too passive, pensive. But it's amazing. It's amazing. Like, I don't, hmm, how do I want to put this? I'm not going to say anything to anybody still wearing a mask, but I will quietly pass judgment, right? Like, look at that guy. Like, don't you know this is over? Well, that's it's an never interesting been a thing. comment that you make, that, that you won't pass judgment on them, but you can bet that a lot of them will be passing judgment on you. No, I'll totally pass and, judgment. And I, be, just won't, I just won't do it out No, loud. but I mean, yeah. they'll, they'll be open about it. Um, well, I don't know, maybe not. Uh, there are some people who will just uh, uh, criticize you for not wearing a mask. I don't know. Okay, it, 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 maybe it's not a new phenomenon that the people who are panicked are more likely to put the guilt trip on yeah. those who are not. The entire, I, I wore a mask uh, more in the the five days that I was in Hawaii last year. Was it last year? Yeah. Shit. Um, then I did the entire pandemic here in New Hampshire. Like that's the difference of my experience. Um, and throughout the time here of going everywhere, mostly maskless, I was only accosted once by an older lady at a post office. Like she's the only person that like spoke up. How dare I, you know, walk into the post office without my mask on. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and I hope you retorted, and how dare you walk into the post office where there are other people <laughs> well, jeopardizing it, your life. <laughs> the post office was recommended. It wasn't even like, you know, and we have the medical exemption here. 
Um, and I wasn't going to interact with anybody. Like I had a, yeah, I had yeah, a bin yeah. of, yeah. of letters that needed to be mailed out. And so I carried in my box. I transferred that over, you know, to the other bin. Um, and I interacted with like virtually nobody. I just, I waved to the postal carrier and I said like, give me the bin. And they delivered the bin and that was it for interaction. So to be accosted on my way out, right? Like she gave herself more time with me than she would have ever had if she just like kept her mouth shut, right? Like now, now I'm face to face with her in conversation where I would have been out the door. And she was like, is there a reason you're in here without your mask on? I went, yeah, there is, you know? And she was like, and what would that be? I was like, cause I was only going to be a minute and now I'm leaving. And she was like, I am offended, sir. I'm like, well, <laughs> good luck with that. And then I just, I just bolted. Like I didn't, there was no more of the interaction than, than just yeah, that's, that. That's good. No, no, no sense in raising your own. Yeah. Tension I, level. I was on my way to work and I just don't care. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't care enough, um, to say anything to anybody still wearing a mask, even if they would not extend that same courtesy. Uh, but at the same time, I will sit there and be sad and shake my head and go like, still got a lot of morons out there. You know, I think it's funny. I mean, it's always been funny, the whole thing, wearing a mask into a restaurant and then taking it off when you sit down. Yeah, that's dumb. But, Who does that? But, <laughs> and so, but so when I leave, I don't put the mask on. I just walk out because what are they going to do? Kick me out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I get it. I mean, it was, it was dumb from the beginning, and I just hate doing dumb things. <laughs> so I just, you know, took my exemptions as I could. And yeah, the places I didn't that eat wouldn't. out very, very much uh, during that time. So now, now it's, it, it, it feels weird. Like I, I'm, I'm not used to going out okay. so much, so I just don't, and I, I don't really miss it, but that's what happens when you get used to something. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think the other weird thing was, you know, once the CDC or whatever removed the recommendations, there were people going, well, I'm still going to wear my mask anyway. I don't sure. care what the CDC says. I'm not taking it off. Even early on, there were articles, you know, uh, news reports of people going like, you know, this is a whole new level of comfort for me. I feel better with my mask on. I don't think I'll ever take it series of boosters. Every four months, a booster. Ah, yeah. Good luck. My my fix. Yeah. Good luck. Read read a headline today. Didn't read the article. Studies show, uh, you know, uh, heart, heart disease or heart problems are up from people who took the vaccine. So if you took it, good luck, you know. Yeah. Um, It also changes your DNA, which... They didn't make a big deal about when they rolled it out because they, well, they marketed it as a vaccine, which I, I don't think they should use that yeah. word because it's uh, mRNA, uh, I don't know, stuff. And I'm not, okay, so here's the, I'm not smart enough to refute that entirely, but there are counterpoints to the changes your DNA thing. Like, sure. so yes and no, like I don't, I don't want to accept that as straight fact, um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm again, not smart enough, nor do I care enough to look at the details on why that's not entirely true. And not, not like a Stopes fact check, not true. Just a, like, no, it's the, the way that it changes it. It's not the way that the people claiming that it changes it are intending people to believe. Right. Does that make sense? Sure. Sure. Like you say it changes your DNA and people think mutants. Um, (laughs) Right. And it's, eh, it's not. Yeah, we'll we'll see in ten years. We'll see. You're absolutely right. We will After see. booster number hundred, yeah. if if those people survive that long, 
right? <laughs> okay, whatever. Well, I mean, eventually, uh, you know, vaccinated people are going to have kids. Sure. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll see, right? Like, there's there's problems. There were problems with that early on, too. It was like, I don't, I kind of don't want that to be a thing. I also, a I was, small number of mutants are actually helpful to you. So, like, one-tenth out of one percent of the population might have two heads instead of one. Okay. So yeah. the, the vaccine, more brains, the, the, vac- the progeny of the vaccinated is the future of humanity. Then whatever. <laughs> All I know is I was talking, I was talking to a customer who was concerned, like, you know, they're, they're putting the masks on the children. Like, cause some of the schools still haven't removed the mask mandate. And I go, okay, do you have any school age kids? Right. That's the first question. Like, why, what's, what is your buy into this? Like, what's your stake in this? And the answer was no. I go, so why do you care? You know, like who give who gives a shit? And number two, if you did have school age kids, right, and you knew that this was detrimental to the health of those kids, right, just remove your child from that situation, right? And they're safe. And yeah. not only are they safe, but they've got an advantage later on. They're gonna be in the same graduating class as a bunch of dum dums. Right, like you know, breathing your own uh, uh, exhale, dum dums, or however you know, sucking back. I don't, I don't even know the science of that, but you know what I mean, right? If it's that bad to have the mask on all day, and it it uh, slows the development of children, and your kid is not doing that, you have given them a significant advantage over the competition, right? Guess who's going to be the boss and guess who's going to be the factory worker that still pushes a button if their job hasn't been replaced yet. Um, if you've got, if, if you don't allow that to happen to them. So even in that case, I'm like, who cares if those parents want their kids to be like held back, developmentally challenged, uh, you know, harmed in the future because of decisions that they made and that, and even they are going to like be financially liable because uh, they have to, you know, keep the 26-year-old in the house even longer because they haven't developed properly, right? That's a huge advantage for you. Take them out of the workforce, right? Less supply, same demand. Wages go up for you, the guy that can do the job because you weren't developmentally disadvantaged as a youth. All right, if you care, I found the, the Bitcoin article uh, for Hawaii people, uh, Senate Bill SB three zero two five, or House Bill twenty three eighty four, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, introduced back in January, and I guess it's making some progress. Cool. Okay, moving on. Headlines. Are you ready? Sure. I have a bunch today. Like I am loaded up with headlines. I don't know how. It just all the all the news. Um, I don't have a whole lot of time, but of course that shouldn't restrict things at all. It never does. We run the yeah. show an hour. If we start <laughs> okay. on time, we end on time. If we start okay. late, you know, look at the clock, uh, 17 minutes or so left before you know, okay. we can start wrapping it up. Uh, headline, ICE set up fake college to catch fraudsters. Students say they were duped. Um, we covered this when it actually happened. And this is a follow-up to that. After fighting the case for years, the government has agreed to settle a lawsuit brought by students who allege they were collateral damage in a sting operation. 
a headline, more school stuff. Private schools shouldn't be a political battleground for critical race theory. I don't know where you guys fall on that. Uh, this one is nuts. So we might, you know, we short on time, we might move this one to the front. 71-year-old pickleball enthusiast armed with a Sharpie arrested for felony criminal mischief. Oh, not even a chuckle out of chaos. All right, uh, headline. The- <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're proud to me to chuckle. Of course, you brought the chuckle. <laughs> of course it did. That's why I did it. But usually, usually headlines like that, I you know, I, I pause to, to gauge your reaction to it. Uh, headline, the business of academic cheating. Headline, new. oh, here's another one for you, Ken. New Jersey town sues woman, 82, for voluminous and burdensome public records requests. Okay. Headline, state passes bill that could jail people for 30 days for filming the police. Uh, headline, Bernie Sanders just proposed a 95% business tax. Here's why that's absurd. Headline, how socialism discourages work and creates poverty. Headline, do voters make poor choices? Just answer that one now. Yes. Uh, Headline, someone is making a fortune out of giving non-Ukrainian migrants fake Ukrainian passports. You don't say. (laughs) Uh, Headline, here's one for you, MC. Los Angeles will pay 1,000 residents picked at random to receive $36,000 in universal income over three years, a new trial program. Households need to earn less than $96,000 and not receive government handouts to qualify. A headline, a high school bans students from selling snacks. Predictably, a black market for snacks emerged. A headline, the state, it's oligarchs all the way down. Headline, police seized almost $10,000 from him. A court ruled he had no right to an attorney. And finally, headline, Colorado approves law that gives kids reasonable independence. So any any of those jump out at you? I'll let you guys pick. How about the, the grading one? Uh, which one? Be more specific. The academic, um, wasn't it one about... They they were all funny actually. It makes me wonder where you, where do you get these things and then and then I'm shocked of course to realize uh, from the from the news from the news yeah <laughs> from the real world uh, the ICE setup of fake fraudsters private schools uh, political battleground uh, the business of academic cheating is that the one yeah, yeah I think so. okay yeah. the business of academic cheating it may surprise you to learn that academic cheating the business of gaining an unfair oh, oh. Oh, no, another topic hit me was about the one the law that says it's illegal to to um, film a, a policeman. Oh yeah, we can do that. yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, first. that's sure. that's uh, outrageous. <laughs> State passes bill that could jail people for thirty days for filming the police. Uh, looks like Arizona. Frequent readers of the Free Thought Project know that filming the cops is not a crime. Despite this being a widely known provision held up with multiple court precedents, cops continue to violate the First Amendment protected rights of citizens to film the police. Last month, the Arizona House Appropriations Committee approved a bill that would criminalize filming cops on the job, dealing a massive blow to First Amendment rights. And this month, the Senate passed it. 
It is now moves to Governor Doug Ducey's desk for signature where it will become law. Republican Representative John Kavanaugh, who is a former police officer, is the lead sponsor of the legislation. According to the bill, it is illegal, quote, for a person to knowingly make a video recording of law enforcement activity, <laughs> including the handling of an emotionally disturbed person, if the person does not have permission of the law enforcement officer, unquote, and is within uh, eight feet of the cop. Kavanaugh originally stipulated a 15-foot radius. However, it was later amended after multiple objections, but for many, this is still too far. As Valera Voci points out, uh, the law also classifies unlawful video recordings of law enforcement activity as a petty offense. Unless a person fails to comply with a verbal warning of a violation or has been previously convicted of a violation, in which case an offense is a class three misdemeanor. Uh, a class three misdemeanor comes with a maximum of 30 days in jail. Finally, the bill explicitly declares that it does not establish a right or authorize any person to make a video recording of a law enforcement officer. It's crazy thinking about that for a second. The video that led to the criminal conviction of the police officer who killed, killed George Floyd would itself be a criminal act. And that makes no sense whatsoever, uh, attorney Dan Barr told Fox 10. We believe that this bill stacks the deck against the public check on officer misconduct. Timothy Sparling, uh, a lawyer and legislative advocate for the Arizona Attorneys for Criminal Justice, said during a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing last week. Sparling argued that the bill leaves too much up to the discretion of the officers. When officers have such wide discretion to determine, say, what is lawful conduct or what is unlawful conduct on the grounds, and that is not properly defined, it's ultimately up to whatever the officer wants it to be, Sparling said. Indeed it is, and this is a dangerous notion. Can you be arrested for standing still while wearing a, gropo, a GoPro under this statute? Asked T. Greg <laughs> Duch, an attorney who specializes in criminal defense and free speech law, according to reason. It seems the answer here is yes, which would violate the First Amendment, since standing still isn't interfering, interfering with an officer's duties. The sorts of proposals are to chill speech, absolutely, uh, Doucette added. It will empower cops to say, I'm going to arrest you if you don't stop. And even though many of those arrests would get dismissed as First Amendment violations, you'll have a bunch of people who plead to avoid trial or go broke trying to vindicate their rights. Those who violate the Arizona bill, which passed the committee seven to five along party lines, would be subject to a 30-day jail sentence if he or she refused to stop filming after an officer demanded it. What's more, Barr said there are already laws on the books to prevent these kinds of problems, like getting arrested for interfering with an officer, and he's right. It is already illegal to interfere in police investigations. Yelling at a cop or heckling them while they do their job can be construed as interfering, and if it reaches a certain level to where it endangers the officer, it should probably not be tolerated. But merely filming should never be considered a crime. George Floyd, Eric Garner, Alton Sterling, Alexander Gonzalez, Walter Scott, and countless others all have one Rodney, thing in common. Rodney King. <laughs> Their last moments alive were captured on cell phone videos as police killed them. These videos and others like them led to charges against those involved, with some of them putting killer cops in jail for a long time. And Rodney King uh, cops were uh, exonerated, right? Or not exonerated, but mm -hmm. not guilty. Not guilty. Uh, not only did these videos lead to charges against cops, but they showed the world, the reality of police, uh, many interactions and how the escalation of force can and will result in the death of those accused as petty offenses. Without citizen video, the country would still be in the dark about the nature of police violence in the land of the free uh, 
And thanks to bills like this one, we could possibly revert back to that darkness. The bottom line here is this. Much of America's law enforcement has never liked public accountability and has consistently objected to laws that make it easier to hold them accountable. From keeping body camera footage secret or to passing ordinances like this one, cops will do everything in their power to make sure you can't see what they don't want you to see, even if it takes place in a public space and directly affects you. This law will undoubtedly be used uh, by police to further oppress those who attempt to assert their rights to film the police and hold them accountable. It is shameful uh, and needs to be voted down immediately. End of the article. So there you go. You brought up the Rodney King thing. Uh, yeah, one, one of the things that shocks me is that uh, strictly party lines. And how in the world can Republicans ever say that they are for individual rights and freedom and uh, freedom of speech uh, and and then go along with something like this. It's just outrageous that they would uh, they, they would go along with this. And and you know, I, okay, I'm nice. I'm pleased to see that beyond eight feet is okay. Sure. But of course, how are you going to measure that? You're going to step it out, pace it out, in order to 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 know whether or not you you can do it. But also, you know, to have sound quality, to have the full picture of this isn't just the isn't just the visual. But it's also the sound from what's going on. Who's being? What's being said? There was an activist here um, who had like a a no trespass order of some kind uh, against him by the governor because he was protesting outside of the governor's house, um, and he's he's a known commodity in law enforcement circles. Like that's the best. Like like he this is what he does. He mm. goes harasses politicians, gets arrested fights it wins you know and so on um so he flew a drone right past the the line of which he was not allowed to cross <laughs> and then they arrested him for that or cited him for that and i was like ooh i don't know what the resolution is or even if it came it had a resolution yet because this is fairly recent uh when you when you consider how long things take to go through the court system um but i was like ooh that'll be interesting right like you you have not crossed the line, like your physical body has not crossed the line, but is the drone an extension of you? Like the, the is the drone acting an agency to you where it applies, you know? So with with the eight feet, like, you know, if you put a boom mic out, right? Like if you if you you know, if you really wanted to get stupid with this and just test the waters, right? You you're eight feet away, but you got like a twelve foot boom mic and just like hover that over whatever's <laughs> going on, right? something like that perhaps just just to test you know the the actual legal boundaries of nonsense like this um but yeah uh, what the article said the the chilling effect more so than anything else right there there's um a handful of other activists around here and they've they've changed the verbiage of what they do like they don't go cop blocking or you know whatever anymore um, they've, some of them have taken to calling it a first amendment audit, right? So they're, no, 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 this is just a first amendment audit. Just, just seeing how far, you know, what first amendment privileges we have. I'm just going to videotape the cop as a, you know, member of the press or whomever do what I do. And let's, let's just see what you're doing. If what you're doing is, you know, holds, holds muster, right? Then no problem. Um, but I'm just doing my first amendment audits. Seems like a thing. 
they would be in trouble for this, right? How close can you get? How close do you need to get? You'd like to believe that the cops would be so confident that the, what they were doing was correct that they'd want a lot of visual proof that you know of of what they did, so that later they couldn't be accused of something that was improper because they're doing it properly. Yeah, and they tried that with the body cams, right? Cops wear body cams. Yeah, I mean, yeah, may, are, is that an offense? I mean, should a policeman be um, arrested for having a body cam on too? Uh, probably not because he, he would give himself permission, right? This specifically <laughs> said the person doesn't have the permission, uh, of law enforcement permission. officer. Oh, okay. But if you go, if you go there with both, you go like, Hey Bill, turn that body cam off, right? You're within eight feet of me now. And he goes, Hey Steve, you turn your body cam off because you're within eight feet of me now, you know? But even in those cases, yeah, right? It's, how many- it's always weighted on the side of the authorities. Yeah. And their body, their body cams miraculously fail all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Oh my gosh, we couldn't get this on body. We lost the footage. Would you believe it? Malfunction again. Both of them, Steve and Bill's body cam fail at the exact same <laughs> moment. It's unbelievable. Like, what are the odds of that, that we can't get this footage, you know? Yeah. So, of course they don't want, they, like the article says, they don't want the accountability. They don't want to be seen. They would like it to go back to the dark ages where they could, you know, get away with murder. Um, but even even the body cam footage, right? There was uh, there was a recent one. I didn't watch the footage itself, but it's basically the dude ran from the cops during a traffic stop. They caught up to him, and he was like executed on body camera, right? Mm-hmm. Hands in the air, whatever. Cop just reaches in, gun to the head, and then you know accidentally pulls the trigger like what's you know what's the deal with that don't run right don't run if you if you run you're like life is in your hands at that point you don't know what kind of cop you're going to get chasing you and even and if they the catch wo- you who woman knows? who um the, the police officer who mistakenly uh mistook her her gun uh for her uh, taser for a gun her taser yeah yeah Quote, unquote, mistakenly. I'm not buying that. I don't buy that for a second. You couldn't even, I don't, I don't know how many people you would need on the jury, but you could not convince me at all to believe that that was accidental. At all. The placement, the feel, the weight of it. There's no way you may, there's no way I would buy someone with any level of training uh, could make a mistake that significant or that severe uh, accidentally. Not a chance. No way. Executed on purpose, getting away with it uh, because of because of the badge. Moving on. Last headline. Then we'll wrap it up. We got time. Maybe. You want to just call it early? Up to you. Short show. <laughs> KS, how bad do you need to get out of here? Well, you can continue on, but I, I need to get over to um, uh, help out. Okay. Yeah. We'll just wrap it early then. We only, uh, It'll be a few minutes short. and We've gone over before, so we'll make it up some other time. Uh, that'll do it for us then. You guys know where to find us. Anarchistexperience.com on Telegram, t.me slash anarchistexperience or t.me slash the anarchistexperience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon. 
patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening. I will talk to you all next week. Peace. Aloha. Ha, ha, ha.